What's up, everybody? This is Azra. I'm hanging out with Rob at Front Row Live. We're here at your shoot, uh, which is like kind of cool. I get to see a different kind of vibe of you, not just being the musician, but also being like the model and like the creative behind everything that you do whenever you release a single. Can you uh, talk to us a little bit about, about the shoot that we're at here today? Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me, Absolutely. Rob. Um, so the shoot that we're having today is I have an upcoming single that I'm releasing very soon on April 7th, mm -hmm. and uh, it's a song called I Wish You Would Cry. So I wanted to kind of put together this very concept, very like artistic shoot that tells a story about um, just like the intention and, and the vibe that I wanted to get to in creating this song, which is all about like embracing your vulnerability. Um, we're playing with like water and tears because yeah. the title of the song is I Wish You Would Cry. And just, oh, just, just in general, just like, um, like encouraging people to embrace who they are and not hold things in as much as we're conditioned to do so by the society. Right. Yeah. And I, I feel like it goes deeper as well, just because the Asian culture, like the ancestors, like yeah. it's so it, it's so looked down on to kind of show emotion mm. in the culture. And, you know, it's something that it's hard for for today's generation because it's like there's so many emotions all over the place. Yeah. So um, how you know, can you dive in a little deeper on what that means to you culturally, like grow, especially like growing up? Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for me growing up so I, I cried a lot like even when I was a little baby like at two years old my mom always told me I was such an attached little girl yeah. so like even when she would be like doing the dishes or like even like showering or whatever I always had to like have like just have my eyes on my mom um, and if she was not there I just cry so I think I was kind of always like always kind of I just had a lot of tears mm. and emotions which is a great thing um, but in terms of going back to the whole AAPI and the culture is I don't think growing up my parents necessarily like told me to suppress my feelings. Mm. They were more, they promoted it. They promoted oh, wow. me just, you know, letting it out. But at the same time, obviously like in the community, there's a, there's this expectation that, you know, you, there's like a, there's like an untold expectation that you need to kind of uphold a certain level of like mannerisms and things like that. So I don't think it's necessarily parents or people telling you like, don't show your emotions. Yeah. It's more like, hey, there's this overarching mannerisms of, you know, having your etiquette, like uh, treating your elders a, a certain way, like things like that, that kind of are, those are ingrained in us that may lead to us kind of retreating and holding back. Right. Yeah. You know how there's this whole thing, right? Like I was born in Korea. So I was raised in, born and raised in, you know, Asia and in Asian culture, there's this whole like Confucius way of things where, you know, you're you're not supposed to be as vocal. You're supposed to be humble. You're supposed right. to kind of, you know, stay calm and like whatever. But coming to America, I realized that um, you actually need to be vocal. Yeah. You have to speak up. So there's this whole like difference between like me as an Asian American growing up. I was like, wait a minute. I thought I thought I'm supposed to act this way. But then it's not really received well doing this. So it was just kind of confusing figuring out who I am as an Asian American artist and a person. Um, but at the end of the day, I realized I'm like, you know what? I just, just got to be yourself. Just gotta be you you yeah. just got to be you. You know, I'm just going to cry. And with this song, I'm going to encourage everyone else to cry. Right. Absolutely. But did you go back and like to your childhood, like, 
when you were working on a song at all? Like, was there any one point that uh, that allowed you to kind of create this single, or you know, what was your mindset when you started writing on this track? When you started writing this track? Yeah, that's a good question. I think my mindset was very vulnerable. So um, I wrote this track during. Um, wow, I can't believe it's we're out of it now. <laughs> but um, I wrote it during that time, and I went through a lot of like self reflection, a lot of just. Um, like anger to just all these emotions that I realized that I haven't been expressing. Um, in your music or you as a person? Me as a person, in my personal life. And I think through my music, it was like I was always expressing, but it the I wish you would cry. And this, you know, this body of work, actually, in general, it was just very, it was more internal. It was more internal, very therapeutic. So um, when I was you know, trying to write the song, it just kind of came to me. I'm like, you know what? I spend so much time just as a human and artist, just going through my emotions, like the ups and downs. Um, there are times when I can't sleep at night because I have so much going on emotionally that like, I was just like, turn to my side and just start like crying. And I'd be like, why am I crying? And then you just, it would just all come out. Um, and then all the time, like the day after that happens, you just feel better, right? Your eyes are like, clearer and it's like glossier and you just feel more fresh and I think that's kind of how I started to heal my own internal traumas and things like that so yeah I think that's where it all kind of came out I'm like you know what why don't we do this more yeah. like why is a society like why I mean I guess now it's different it's you know therapy and everything is more encouraged now but I think even a couple of years ago it wasn't like that even before wasn't really like that yeah, so that's very, true. that's very true and it's like it's cool that like it's cool that now you can show your emotions and some and you know everyone else around you will I wouldn't say accept you but they'll understand it because they're probably going through the same things right. um but we're because we're all connected right. exactly but the fact that I mean it sounds like this was like probably your most vulnerable track that you've done to date um and if that's the case like what was it like going into the studio with your producer? Like, mm -hmm. how were you able to be so vulnerable this way and still be able to kind of create in front of a producer mm -hmm. um, and, you know, letting those emotions out inst instead of just, like, kind of, like, hiding them as much as you can? Yeah. I always like to think that, like, before heading into the studio, I'm always, like... I'm going to give my all, and I have to just kind of... go all out. I, hey! <laughs> <laughs> That's what you should have said. That's awesome, Rob. You are awesome. Yes, all out. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So I, I always have this, like, mentality. I'm like, I have to go all out. I have to be me. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, the reason I create music, yes, it's obviously to let out my thoughts, my emotions, but it's also to share in hopes of other people maybe, you know, benefiting or finding value in, yeah. in what I create. So to me, it's like, I have to. Like, I can't I can't not give 100 and. Hundred. Yeah. I like to say like hundred and point one percent, because you know that's a lot. I'm gonna give you a new one. I like to say three hundred and thirty-three percent. Why? Because three is my favorite number, so one hundred doesn't make sense to me. All right, fine. <laughs> well, in that case, mine would be two hundred and twenty-two point two two percent. Okay, fine. <laughs> making movements here. There you go. Yes. So, um, so yeah. So going into the studio for "I Wish You Would Cry," it was very like, I told myself, I'm like, you know what? Let's see what comes. Mm. Like I knew certain ideas that I wanted to write about, you know, but I don't want to go in like already having like all these agendas or all yeah. these thoughts. I was like, let's see what comes up. And because I co-wrote the song, I wanted it to be organic. Mm. So we just went in and we're just 
I was just talking to my producer, my co-writer, and they were just talking about life. And then I was like, you know what? Like, you know, the other night I had a breakdown, you know? <laughs> and then we just started talking about it. And then one of the writers, she's like, yeah, me too. I go through it all the time. I'm like, okay. I was like, why don't we cry? Like, should we just have a crying fest? And then it just kind of grew from there. You never know, like, what's going to trigger a song process. Absolutely. Like, you might come into the session, like, feeling one way, and then, like, somebody just says something, or, or you hear something, and then it just changes, like, your entire perspective of that entire session. Um, does that happen often to you when you're in the studio? It happens every time. Yeah. It's so therapeutic, and I don't know. I just feel like when you go in, when I go into a studio, it's so personal for me. It's mm -hmm. like, I'm like literally walking into therapy. <laughs> um, and yeah, and it's the best feeling when you walk out. You're like, wow, like we were able to capture that slice of feeling, I like to say. Um, and it was so real, you know, and then you check that out again. You listen to it. You read the lyrics you came up with and you're like, oh, OK, like that was good. And it's like you can't whatever happens in the studio at that moment with your collaborators or with your producer, or whatever, like you can't duplicate that. And if we're able to, as musicians, can capture that and then put it in the recording, like that's that's great. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, vocally, what did you? What do you feel like you did different with this track? Vocally, I think I just kind of incorporated all of my influences and just like who I am. I think really with this track, I and and with All Out as well, um, I like just let out not just the vocal technical the technical side of vocals yeah. but also my emotions and I was able to just be more raw with it um I have a lot of like metal and rock background mm -hmm. as well as you know obviously pop music R&B K-pop and stuff like that but I really wanted to just match my emotions that I felt writing this song um with my voice yeah. so it just kind of all like happened and so yeah when you match that especially like if it's something new, like a new thing that you're doing vocally and, and emotionally, how are you able to execute it without giving us, the listener, like that struggle? Because I feel like you, it's hard to be able, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I feel like when you're mixing the emotions with the vocals, it's yeah. hard to control the vocals. That's what I'm trying to say. So um, how are you able to kind of control your, I don't know. I, I mean, when I try and sing and I'm in a mood, like, it's hard for me to, like, sing it the way that I think it should sound, right? Like, your mood wants to say otherwise. So how do you learn to control that? You know, that's a really good question. And I think in the beginning, when I was, like, releasing my earlier songs, I always wondered, like, because there's a song I wrote called Right Here, and that's also a very emotional song. Um, and I remember asking myself, I'm like, man, there are times when I just want to, like, cry, you know, or, like, just get so involved into your your music that, like, you just can't control your emotions. But what I've learned is, especially, you know, with the songs that I'm creating now and with I Wish You Would Cry, um, you have to, it's a good balance of understanding the message you're trying to convey mm -hmm. um, and the the voice and the sound that you're also trying to establish and then adding your emotions on top of it. And the biggest thing is realizing like, hey, you're creating this not just for yourself, you know? You're, you're trying to deliver this in such a authentic way, but act, be able to package it in a way where others can also get that. So it's almost like, I put together like the 97% of my song, or maybe not, maybe 12% or 2%, I don't know. But the rest, I kind of leave it to the, the listeners. Yeah. So I kind of leave that room. And if I just emote and just put everything and I'm just like crying in the track, like 
the song might help me, but is that going to help yeah. the person who's... There's no room for me to put my exactly, two cents in there. Exactly. You got to put your 98%, you know? <laughs> I get that completely. Um, with with all out going back to this this single, um, you had such an incredible uh, vulnerable moment when you first listened to it on the radio, and that you know as I sure did, and I loved it. Um, as an artist, like that must be that must feel amazing, especially because you know you don't expect that that's going to happen anytime soon. You don't expect that that I mean that's not your reasoning for writing music and, and creating music, but. You know, talk to me about that feeling of like listening to it because I, like I it. see one thing on on social media, but I feel like something's happening right now. Oh, something's <laughs> happening right. Do you see this? I have like chills right now because you're taking me back. And uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a really, really, really awesome, like monumental moment. Yeah. And like you said, like I was not planning to get my song on radio oh obviously as an artist and as a human like yes with my career like i did i did picture one day my song getting on radio right. fm you know um <laughs> but did i think that it was gonna be that no i didn't so it was just like it was a huge surprise i was so grateful and then i was just like damn like finally yeah. like it was just a mixture of everything um and i think also because you know like as an artist you know i don't my, my days and just like my journey it's not always like this I always say it's like a roller coaster right like some days are like peaks and then there's like the down moments and there's like the moments where I'm like wow what am I doing like yeah. everything's like there's more of those moments than anything else <laughs> right exactly so um I remember last year when I was having those down moments I was just like talking to the universe and talking to my friends and I'm just like I just need want just something just like some sign from the universe or something that like everything that I'm doing is making an impact and it's worth it um and you know I didn't say like give me a radio play but I remember just doing that and like having many days when you know I just yeah. keep going like not giving up but there are times when I'm just like what is happening um so then when this happened a couple weeks ago on K-Rock I was just it was just like amazing and I had great friends around me who really wanted to like genuinely celebrate and were happy for me so it was really cool yeah. it's, a, it's a cool it's a cool uh cool moment to yeah. kind of get to experience but it's I also describe it. It was crazy. Like you saw the video. I mean, I was blushing as if it was me listening really? to my song on the radio. I was like, wow. Like, cause you know, like sometimes you see these videos and it's like, you don't believe it. Right. Yeah. Like, but there was just, it was just, I don't know. It's like when you, when you're a kid and you, and you get like the toy that you've always wanted for the very first time. Like that's what I experienced when I watched that video yeah. clip. And I was like, damn, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, it was really cool. Um, there were other clips, actually, I'll share eventually, but I literally break down crying, yeah. like, later on in the song, and it was just a really surreal moment, because, like, you hear your song, and I hear my song all the time in my yeah. car, you know? I'm blasting my own song through the Bluetooth, you know what I mean? <laughs> but, like, when it plays, when it played on that, and then also yeah. Miles, the DJ, yeah. he's amazing, um, shout-outs, like, just him introducing the song and then like just it was just like really really cool yeah and that's gonna be a first of many i i totally see that and i love that it was just in time for this upcoming ep to drop um because now more people get to know who you are as an artist and get to like listen to your music with these two songs so far leading up to this ep how would you say that they go hand in hand and and fit this body of work yes um 
it definitely fits in a way where I like to tell stories and I'm a very visual, visual person. So even before writing a song or like start, you know, typing or like writing lyrics, um, it has to, I have to have a visual in my head. Mm. So that's why I'm always like, you know, aesthetics. Yeah, I'm also a Libra. So, you know, Libras are all about that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so the two songs are all out. I wish you would cry. And there's a couple other songs in the EP and they all kind of tell a story and I don't want to give it away too much, but um, tease whatever you want to tease. That's all up to you. You're in control here. Am I a tease? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yes. Making her blush guys. Am I blushing? She's blushing right now, but I think she's blushing because she's still thinking about the radio. I know, right? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so it, it kind of tells the overall story and this whole EP is, um, Let's see. It's it's basically about nonconformity mm. and it's about breaking through just like all out. Right. All yeah. out start like all out. And I wish you would cry are kind of opposites with each other yeah. in terms of vibe and like the energy behind it. All out is very like reckless. Like you just let it out. You just throw whatever. Be proud of who you are. Yeah. Do all that stuff um, while embracing your everything like your flaws and everything and then i wish you cry it kind of takes you into this other side it's like once you decide to come out and and be you and completely throw everything upside down um after that moment us as humans we go through this moment of like okay but and then all the emotions come out right after that excitement and i wish you cry kind of covers that it's like okay yeah. And then, of course, all the other songs kind of take you into different yeah. versions of the emotion or different layers, um, which I like to call it the sixth dimension. And I'm looking forward to the sixth dimension to happen. So I'm excited that we finally got together yeah. and, and got to talk about your music. I'm looking forward to this EP. Um, and for those out there that have not heard her music yet, please head over to her Spotify. Check it out. Trust me, you'll fall in love. And um, Azra, thank you so much for taking the time to hang out with me. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. And I cannot wait for you to check out the rest of the stuff and just get into the sixth dimension. I just love the sound of that. Do you know what that is? I don't, but I don't, but you're going to have to tell me now because let's go. All right. Give me the, give me the mic. Okay. Let's do this. So the sixth dimension is a place. It's like a shift in mindset that my Azur deities and my listeners created and I've created, but you know, now they're in it. So it's all of ours. Um, basically it's a shift in perspective where you can be yourself. You can be whoever you want to be. You can let go of all your inhibitions and just be your unapologetic self. So this is where your dreams are real. Your dreams are like supported. Um, and your emotions are embraced and you're just you wholeheartedly. And it's, it's a place that I thought, you know, I've, I've actually created this place, the sixth dimension when I was in Korea, um, I was growing up and there were like older people who basically would look at me as like the little girl and was just like, she's kind of interesting. She's a little weird. Um, and then they would say like, Oh, like, Oh, you know, you look like you belong in the sixth dimension. And sixth dimension in Korean, it's yuk chawon, like yuk is six, and chawon is dimension. And growing up, like, I didn't know what that meant. I just thought it was, like, people thinking I'm weird and different and I'm such a misfit, you know? And I thought, like, that wasn't a good thing, so I would always feel, like, guilty or just question, like, oh, why am I, eh?" 
you know what I mean? And then after a little while, I realized I'm like, actually, I'd rather be in my sixth dimension than be over there and just like be like everybody else. And yeah, so then that's kind of how the sixth dimension started expanding. And then when it came to my music and my art, I was like, hey, why don't I just invite everyone else to be part of it? Yeah, and grow it. So I love that. How do I get involved into this? You're already in it. You know what I mean? You have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't ready for that answer. (laughs) So is this a blessing or a curse? That's your choice. All right, we'll find out. On the next interview, I'll let you know. Okay, sounds good. (laughs) Awesome, Ozra. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I'm going to let you do your shoot. And uh, thanks for watching here on Front Row Live. Be sure to check her out on Spotify. And uh, yeah, catch you guys next time. Hey, it's Rob again. If you enjoyed this interview, please follow for more and I invite you to head over to my YouTube channel, Front Row Live ENT, where I have thousands of video interviews with my favorite new and established artists. Once again, thank you for tuning in and have a great night.